Most of the Mortu's biggest cities will be flooded with land for residential developments if the housing minister has his way. In a speech today, Chris Bishops confirmed councils will have to earmark 30 years' worth of land for housing development. They will be able to opt out of housing density rules that allow homes up to three storeys high on most residential sites without the need for a consent, a bipartisan rule that National signed up to while in opposition. Instead, councils will be able to choose exactly where to build up. Now, the government is also promising to make it easier to build granny flats or dwellings that are less than 60 square metres. And in a briefing to Cabinet, the Minister says housing affordability is arguably the single most pressing economic and social issue facing his government and he'll have a plan to solve it in the first three months of this year. Chris Bishop joins us now. Kia ora, Minister. Good afternoon. What, um, what does a flood of land for housing development look like? I mean, give us an idea of the volume we're talking about here. Can you hear me, Minister? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? I can. Your flood of land Certainly. for housing flood development. Flood of land, yes. Yeah, give me so, an idea of the volume you're talking about and some examples of where, where that land is. is. Well, what, what we're saying is it will depend on the precise town or city we're talking about, um, but we need more options around where and what you can build. So that'll be a combination of Greenfields land. Uh, it will also mean greater density in our CBDs, so in Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, Queenstown as well. Uh, and there's plenty of Greenfields land. New Zealand is not a, uh, not a country short of land. We just make it very difficult to use that land. And so what we're saying is we need to go out at the edge of our cities and we also need to go up inside our cities. So the going up bit, right, councils will be able in some cases to choose where that density goes. How do you stop certain suburbs being over-intensified while others get to say, not in my backyard? So what what we're doing is uh, setting in place a benchmark through the National Policy Statement on Urban Development. That means that within walkable catchment areas of rapid transit stops, uh, you have to do six storeys or above. Uh, That was introduced by the last government. We're committed to that. What we're doing, though, is changing the medium density residential rules, uh, which is the three by three mm-hmm. uh, rule. Um, and so we're going to let councils opt out of that um, for areas they wish to opt out of it. Uh, but they, they can opt out of bits, but they have to do more density in other parts of the city, uh, for example. And we think that strikes the right balance between going for growth, but allowing councils a bit more discretion and flexibility about how they do it. So they'll be totally able to decide which suburbs are intensified, which brings me back to my question. How do you prevent some suburbs being over-intensified while others don't want it and don't get it? Well, there, there are natural limits on the intensification that would take place in suburbs. There are infrastructure limits, for example. Uh, so, um, but, but also, um, you know, over time, suburbs will change and the, and the nature of our cities will change. Uh, I mean, if you think about the Auckland CBD now compared to, say, 50 years ago, it is much more dense. Many more people live in apartments. They live in uh, tower blocks in the CBD. Uh, the same is true to some extent of Wellington, but, you know, the, the, the Wellington of today will look very different to the Wellington of 30 years' time. Change will be gradual. It's not going to happen immediately. Change will happen over many, many years. But what what I'm saying and what the government is saying is that we need more houses. We have an affordability problem in New Zealand and have done so for 30 years because we've designed a planning system that that has made it very difficult to build more housing. And it's a social and economic problem we've simply got to grapple with. So how much do you want house prices to drop? I want house prices to moderate over time. I don't want them to crash tomorrow. That would cause enormous economic and financial instability to people. But what I want is for house prices to moderate over time so that uh, in 
10 to 20 years' time, uh, we have we have essentially gone a long way towards solving our housing affordability problem. I want young people who are 15 today to get to the age of 30. So to what, to though, Minister? Can you can you give me a percentage or a ratio, an income to you know house price ratio? What do you want it to go down to? Well, um, in in housing markets that we consider to be affordable, uh, a house price to income ratio of between three and five is considered affordable. Uh, That's not the case in most of our major cities right now. So is that Uh, your target? Because that's a considerable drop in the value of some property. Well, um, it it depends. Over time, as you moderate house prices and incomes uh, grow, uh, that is that is what where we would like to see things get to. But as I say, that's not going to happen immediately, and it's not going to even happen right. in the next two to three or four years. This is something that has to happen in the medium to long term. Uh, and unless we do that, house prices will continue to uh, go up and Min- people will continue to be locked out of the housing market. Minister, I just want to be clear on this. So you are aiming to get house prices down to three to five times down the medi- times the median income, is it? That's what you're aiming I, for? I want, I want house prices to be affordable and a, a house uh, price to income ratio of 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, in some cases 13 to 1 in some parts of New Zealand is not affordable. Right, okay. Uh, it, it is, it is I, entrenching I, inequality and poverty in our cities. But I'm asking you your goal, and you've mentioned a ratio of three to five times income. So that's your goal. That's, that's what you're aiming for. Within what time frame? Well, as I say, within the medium to long term, that is... That but is how many the, years uh, the, is that, Minister? Because that means different well, things not, to different I'm, people. I'm not going to say, what I'm not going to do, Lisa, is um, do what the last government did, which is say, we'll build 100,000 houses within 10 years. Um, Land markets and and the economy is much more complicated than that. What I am saying to you is that we have a extensive and comprehensive work program based on economic evidence to make housing more affordable in the medium to long term. So yes. I don't want to be on your show in five years' time and have you say, oh, Chris Bishop, you told me in uh, 2024 that your house price is to be a certain rate but you, but by you're supposed to be, 2029. You put yourself <laughs> up as a goal-orientated um government with targets. And you have boldly stated in your paper to Cabinet that you will have a comprehensive plan to, quote, solve, solve New Zealand's housing crisis. That's right. And I laid out the Not the help core it along, of, solve it, Minister. That's right. And I that's right. And I laid out the core elements of that plan uh, this morning in my speech. And it's actually what we campaigned on at the election. I call it the housing trifecta. Number one, sort out the land markets, go for density, go for growth at the edge of our cities. But how many Number terms two, do you need to get that so that people know what to expect? How many terms do you need to achieve well, a solution? Well, the work. The work is underway right now, and um, we will. I will be making further announcements in due course. We've got a range of things to work through, um, okay. but um, you know, you can expect you can expect uh, legislation and action, you know, in the next few months. I want to move on to making it easier to build granny flats and dwellings that are less than sixty square meters. So, are you going to allow those things to happen without a consent, or what are you planning to do? Yes, that's the aim. Um, this was a suggestion that was made by New Zealand First through the coalition agreements, uh, and uh, we've agreed to that, and so work will be underway on that. Uh, so that is the, the aim, is to essentially reduce um, or in some cases abolish altogether the requirement for a building consent or a resource consent when it comes to small granny flats out the back of sections. They used to be very common in New Zealand. Yeah. Then we then we changed the building code, changed the resource so consents. People, and so people, difficult. Minister, will be really interested in this. So if I can get a bit more detail. If you own a section and it's already got a house on it, could you then build a, a small house, a tiny house under 60 square metres, connect it up to the primary dwellings, the electricity and plumbing systems, and you won't need a consent. You can blast ahead with that. Yes. 
exactly and right. Subject subject to the constraints on infrastructure locally, but yes. Okay, and so when do you hope to do that by? Uh, I, aim, I aim to have legislation in the House by the middle of the year on that. Right, and through by when? You know, when is the target time for when people will be able to build their granny flat? Well, uh, I'd like to have legislation passed by the end of the year. I'd like to get it into the House uh, by the middle of the year. I'd like to have it passed by the end of the year. So we're looking at, you know, early 2025. That's the aim. Appreciate your time, Minister. Thanks for joining us. That is the uh, Housing Minister, Chris Bishop, there. So no consents for granny flats or dwellings under 60 square metres. And he would like to see house prices go down considerably from what they are at the moment.